Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's up, everybody? I'm Cam Hayward, and welcome back to Not Just Football. We got a great show for you today. We got AEW's own Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. But first, we got some really cool things to talk about that happened this week. Hayden, you ready to talk? Yeah, man, I'm really excited to talk about it. I also want the fans to know you're playing hurt today. Got stung by a bee yesterday, and he's just battling through, guys. So everyone take your uh, give, give Cam a little credit today. Um, but let's get started on the Drew League. LeBron had a huge day in the Drew League. Uh, I believe it was Saturday. What would you think of it? Did you get to watch it? Uh, what would you think? I thought it was really cool. You know, I know the optics are, you know, why is this guy in his 20th year going back to play a pickup game in Cali when he should be off doing something else. I think it it goes back to, you know, him just loving the game. I think he wants to continue to keep challenging himself and keep working on his craft. Sometimes you can't do that just in workouts. Um, Football is way different in basketball where, especially at my position, where we don't get to just go against, you know, offensive linemen in the middle of the street or in a gym. But in basketball, you can play basketball anywhere. I know, like, you had some guys out there that looked like they couldn't play, but I'm pretty sure they were pretty good as well. Yeah, I think everybody who plays in that league can really play. But, like, how do you think he's trying to get better? Do you think he really can get better playing against average Joes? And and no offense to those guys, but they aren't professionals at, at the NBA level. Can he sure. get better against them? I think he can definitely get better. Just because, you you know, these guys aren't NBA um prospects, I think you can still work on things, whether it's working on, you know, different shots and different moves and seeing how they people play them. Uh, sometimes you play against everybody so much in the league that you just want a fresh face. Um, I'm not going to, you know, hype these guys up, but, you know, LeBron's a professional and he's going to continue to work on his craft. Uh, if this is any tidbit of how the season's going to go, man, he's doing a heck of a job. Him and DeMar DeRozan, I think, combined for like 72 points. Like, <laughs> this was just a walk in the park for him. But, uh, you know, LeBron looked, you know, he was ready to attack his 20th year. I'll say, I think they're better than we give him credit for, too, the guys they're playing against, because LeBron and DeRozan were on the same team and only won by two. Yeah. So I think the players are better than we thought, and a lot of former NBA and current NBA players play in that league all the time. So it clearly is a very good league. And I'll say this, like, we give LeBron a bunch of crap for, you know, doing something like that or, you know, the the old media does, right? Because why is LeBron playing against average Joes? You know, Kobe Bryant used to do this. Michael Jordan would do this sometimes. They just want to play basketball. Like, Kobe would go up to uh, New York and play at Rucker Park. And that is one of the, like, you know, the special things LeBron or Kobe did or Durant did at one time. Um I think it's just appreciating the fans outside of just, you know, the regular NBA schedule, and it provides a chance for everybody to see. Why do you think he did it, though, this year? It is year 20. Why would he do it? Is it just for the love of the game? I think it's got to be. You know, you see how he prepares. Like, I think he was even posting, like, his warm-up videos and stuff. Uh, I think he's totally locked in on the season. And, you know, I wish I could be provided an opportunity to play football year-round and you know, be able to play against different people. But, man, this is this is his life. This is his livelihood. And if you get these opportunities to play, why not play? Yeah, I th- the thing I thought was so cool about it is the gym they played in. It looked like a high school gym. It was crowded. It was packed. 
I mean, there were fans everywhere. It looked like an, a crazy environment. So that's another thought that I thought was so cool. And it was good for the people who got to go see a play because that's like a once in a lifetime thing, right? Right. I mean, it's crazy. Well, I think you look at it like this. Not everybody gets a chance to go to an NBA game. And even though there's 82, you're still providing an opportunity for that one kid that you could make an impact on his life. You can provide a time for him to say, I saw LeBron James. Like, not everybody can spend 300, 400, 500 X amount of dollars to go see, you know, their favorite players play. But now you're saying LeBron's coming to my gym to see and I get to watch him. That That's huge. Um, and I know LeBron's always been big about giving back to the community, whether it's monetary or different things he volunteers for. But um, there's, there's there's really cool to see, you know, the competitor side, him wanting to go out there and just play just for the hell of it. You know, that that's just how I was as a kid, how every competitor was. You just go out there and play. And then see, you know, other people sitting on play. You see everybody's phones just glued to LeBron. And, you know, he's just not phased by it. And I think that's it's awesome to see. All right. Who would you want to see in it next? Give me a player. Well, I wanted to see LeBron and Kyrie together. That that would have been awesome, you know, because I think everybody's ready for the trade to happen. We'll talk the trade when it eventually happens. But um, if we ever get LeBron Kyrie back on a team, that's going to be, you know, instant you know, star power and everybody wants to take part in it. I think it'd be really funny to see like Boban, get like Boban out there. <laughs> just get a big, to go down in the post. What do you say? Let's get Boban at the Drew League. That's what you, I want. You could have said like Luka Doncic or something, or, you know, John Morant, and I would have appreciated it. But don't say Boban. Like Boban That's is doing cool. John Wick videos. Like <laughs> The man's got range. Let him play in the Drew League. <laughs> Shout out to Boban. Yeah, I love Boban at the Drew League. Next Drew League game, Boban versus LeBron. Let's do it. Okay, now we're going to move over to what's happening around the league. Hayden, you got some stuff for us this week? Yes, I got very nice segue there, and I do have some things for you I do want to talk about. Let's start off with Baker Mayfield. Obviously just moved, got moved to the Panthers. How's that move look for him? Is a change of scenery good for him? Man, I, I I really watched this thing play out, and for a while there, I thought he was just going to get cut and you know find a team he wanted to play for. But I think Carolina is a perfect spot for him. Um, they uh, you know are, they haven't yet set on just Sam Darnold. I know Sam Darnold came over, but uh, Baker's made it to the playoffs, and you know for as much as we like to give him crap about it, uh, Baker's played good in spots. Um, and he's still a young guy, you know, you don't just get drafted number one overall for nothing. So I think it's a good move for him. Um, good, you know, place to start fresh and not have to worry about the, the Cleveland Brown fiasco that's going on there. Um, because I think, you know, with everything going on, they, they rushed this situation and didn't really, uh, look to help Baker. You know, it was always made to say that Baker did this wrong. Baker did that wrong. Man, it takes a team to, you know, be accountable for what you do on the field. To point out one guy and just say, you guys, you did this, and this is why we lost. I thought I thought that was, you know, irrational, and, you know, it, it really just singled out one guy. Yeah, so them trading for him, do you think he's got the – he's the favorite to win the job, the starting job there over Donald? I think it's an open competition because you traded for both. <laughs> you, you brought Sam Darnold in. He may know your offense better to start with, but I think both guys are, 
are given fair chances. It's before camp even starts, so you can really provide it uh, time to for him to really grasp the playbook. It's not like he's coming in week one and you're saying, hey, if you can't get this, you can't start. Let, let's see these guys compete. You know, I know they're going to get their shots in uh, uh, preseason games, and then we'll go from there. I don't think it's, you know, out of the question for Baker to be the, the starter week one. Yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. But there is one other thing I wanted to ask you about that is Robbie Anderson obviously came out and he went on Instagram post and said no to Baker Mayfield rumors coming to Charlotte. Now Baker's there. Does that have any effect in the locker room? I know fans want to make a big stink about it, but do players really care? Or can they bury the hatchet once they get on the same team? I think you can bury the hatchet, but I think it takes open and honesty, uh, honest conversations. Robbie might have jumped the gun, um, and you know he, he thought he was protecting uh, Sam Darnold in a sense because he's played with him so long. But I think um, you have to do what's best for the team. And if the best option is Baker Week One versus the Browns, we forgot to even talk about that. Like that's going to be a heck of a game to be at. Um, so I think you just gotta, you gotta, um, embrace all teammates. Like we had Larry Ogunjobi just join our team. Uh, Larry, and I called Larry and, you know, he was like, is it going to be weird at all? And I was like, no, like we are all focused on winning right now. And, you know, I think you have to be able to work together, uh, and just try to accomplish a, the, a common goal. You know, to keep talking about stuff that happened in the past only holds back the team. Yeah, and I'm actually glad you brought up the Larry O thing because that was something I was going to ask you as a team leader. Did mm-hmm. you feel, because obviously you knew the situation, that you needed to maybe step in and kind of bridge the gap there of, hey, it's going to be okay. We can get an introduction, get a talk, a conversation going. How much of a team leader did you feel you need to step in there? Well, they had already signed him. It's not like they needed my permission to sign him. Well, but- with Larry and Mason, though, with Larry and Mason, did you feel you needed to step in and just say, hey, guys, let's whatever's going on, let's forget about it? Well, I think Larry and Mason have already talked. I haven't done anything to, you know, work on that. But I think Larry, um, just the man he is, he he was very open and upfront about it. You know, he wanted to make sure everybody was on the same page and didn't want to let anything happen. Um, and so he was he, – he's been all in, um, you know. And I think him just addressing it and being straightforward uh, is huge for our team. Um, and now we're just all focused on football. Well, that's good to hear, man. I'm glad to hear that. And let's move on to another thing. Uh, this one is I've wanted to talk about with you. It's the Zach Wilson entanglement um, with his mom's best friend. And I don't really care about the TMZ aspect of this, of who's right. with who or whatever happened. But I, what I thought was interesting was the social media and how it played out. And I want to hear your opinion and how you feel is – it seemed like a lot of guys were giving him like a that a boy for what he was involved in. Mm. And could that change the perception of him in the locker room? I look at it differently than just uh, that a boy. I look how he handled the media because it could have been, you know, something of a back and forth. He said, she said, but he kept a very clear cut and gave a, a little snarky r- remark. But I like I like that though. I like him being able to attack it and keep moving. Because then it allows you to understand that like, you know, I'm focused on my job. I got things to worry about. Y'all ain't gonna deter me for what I'm doing. And I think that narrow mindedness, players will respect the heck out of that. You know, everybody loves a player who's able to be accountable and is able to stay focused through it all. So, you know. You know, that's the attaboy. I don't think it's the attaboy for whatever he did, but you know, the dude is locked in um and gave a little snarky remark in the 
I think he said like, what he was like, what did I miss? Like, Hey, I've been, Hey, been out. What have I missed? And so, um, you can just tell he, he, he's focused on his job right now. Yeah. I think the best he think, best thing he could do for himself is go out and have a great year and mm. really just forget about the whole thing. Right. Yes. Um, but let's move on to something else. I'm, I'm going to, I don't know if this one will make you mad, but last week we talked about the defensive tackle ratings that came out on ESPN. There was another rating that came out this week. It was Lamar Jackson was not considered a top 10 quarterback in the league. You have great experience against him. You play him twice every year. How do you feel about that ranking, and how do you evaluate Lamar as a quarterback? How the heck is he not a top 10 player? Um, you know, this guy just won an MVP, what, two years ago? I have the utmost respect for a guy like Lamar. Um you know, is he the prototypical quarterback? No. But who's to say quarterbacks have to be play a certain way? The dude, you know, I you watch games where Mike Vick used to take off and you know, dominate games with his feet and was able to still throw. I like to think Lamar is part of that as well. Um, and the more he can do, the more he can dominate. Um He's he's a younger guy that's going to continue to develop and be one of the greats in our league. Um, he's a humble guy that focuses on focuses on his teammates, and I just think he is a top player in our a top quarterback in our league. For everybody to just put him down because he got hurt last year seems a little it, it seems a little irrational, and the list makes no sense to me because it, if you're going to penalize a guy who was hurt you know, through the year and then put guys who were otherwise hurt or didn't play, it it, it just doesn't seem right. And it just seems like they, they kind of, you know, they're making, you know, they're making their own, uh, their own uh, predictions of what the season's going to look that like. When we play Lamar, you got to make sure um, everybody's accountable for, there's always got to be a spy. And so when you do that, you can't have anybody in the back, in the back end. You're taking somebody out there. Uh, when you, that, that's just, I don't know a lot of quarterbacks that can do that. Uh, this list seems incomplete if you don't have Lamar on your top 10. Well, and as a guy who's got to play him twice a year and who's played for 12 years, so you've played almost every great quarterback, mm-hmm. how is it, where does he stack up in uh, preparing for him, like to a Rodgers and Mahomes? Obviously, it's different skill set, but how is the, what is the challenges of preparing for him? You know, where does he rank? I feel like just a year or two ago, we were talking about him and Pat Mahomes one and two. And so, like, yeah. you know, obviously Pat's a little bit more accurate and, um, you know, Lamar's still working on it, but Lamar can throw to Mark Andrews anytime he feels like it. And Mark Andrews makes him right most of the time. Um, he's got a great feel in the pocket where he's able to step up and, um, you know, really dice up your, your defense. Um, Lamar hasn't had that much talent at the wide receiver spot around him. Um, and, you know, I think they just traded away Hollywood Brown, who I thought was a good player, but, Man, Lamar has really done a lot with not so much. And I think we, 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 we don't give him enough of a pass for what he's done. He's won the AFC North before. So, man, we gotta, we really gotta start reevaluating this list a lot better. So, should the Ravens give him the bag? Yes. And I want him to pay him the bag. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, me selfishly, I'm like, I want you to pay Lamar so you can't pay the other guys. Uh, that's just the way it goes in our league. Once you pay your quarterback, 
Uh, there's not a lot of money to go around to your other players, but uh, you know we're going through this right now. We, we we don't have that big number from a quarterback perspective, so it, it, I hope they pay Lamar as soon as possible, and I want it all guaranteed. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odds boost, or hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet and you get with Caesar Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Reward member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble? Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. All right, guys. We have our first guest, a very special guest. Britt Baker, she is a eight, former AEW champion. She is a dentist, but most of all, she's a Steeler fan. So yes. we're excited to have you today. It's going to be a great show. What's up, Britt? How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm honored to do this. This is for me. This is super cool. So you have no idea. Super cool. Shoot, we get to have a wrestler on. You get to school oh. us on all things wrestling and make sure we don't look dumb doing it. <laughs> we can, I can try. I can try for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this, like, you know, I got to meet you this past week at the softball game and, um, you know, you were a joy to me and you, you are a good sport. Uh, both of us don't play baseball or softball. No, so I should never play baseball or softball, but I will, I will strike out with pride. if, if I, have to <laughs> I I won't say you were the worst though. Like my little brother was pretty bad too. So oh, he, no, he did good though. He's cute. I love him. <laughs> All right, well, Britt, we gotta get we gotta get a scouting report. I saw a picture going around about Cam. Mechanics didn't look too good. Give me a scouting report on your teammate. What you saw from him on the softball field this past weekend? Um, I there was maybe a couple dropped balls I, I saw, but uh, but I dropped two as well. Clear as day in, in right center field, so I can't judge. I I was hoping that more people would mess up deep down. So I was like, oh, please don't let me be the only. <laughs> worthless person on this team but honestly it was so much fun the dugout was so much everybody there had such good energy it was so much fun such a good cause like you yeah. can't you know you can't get serious about striking no. out and dropping balls it was all in good fun 
Okay, but I want to make sure I mention this. I did in your intro. I forgot to mention you won the Owen Hart Cup this year. Is that is that right? Yes. Yeah, the first ever. It's the first time that the the, the Hart family and his wife um, was allow, allowing essentially his name and his legacy to get carried back on in wrestling. So that wow. was a huge, huge honor. And then you and your boyfriend won, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. We both did, which Adam is, Cole. you know, that's, of course, that's so special. Yes, that's awesome. So I want to talk about, like, how does dentistry play into your life? Like, I think, I think that's so cool that, like, you had one dream and you had another, but you still kept the other dream alive as well. Yeah. Yeah, so when I so I was in, I was going to school at Penn State. Hey, we are, and, and um, I got accepted into dental school at Pitt University of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. School of Dental Medicine. But I was such a big wrestling fan too, and my friends told me about like the independent wrestling scene. I had no idea what that was. I watched WWE and WWE only. But then I, I looked it up, and it was like this crazy like underground wrestling when like church church halls and bingo halls in front of like 50 people. And like you go down the rabbit hole of searching and I'm like, wait, that's Daniel Bryan. Wait, that's Seth Rollins. That's AJ. It's like all these huge, massive stars now started on this independent wrestling scene. Yeah. And then like that just puts a different spin on it because on TV, they're like these larger than life people. And then like you see them wrestling in front of 20 people on YouTube. You're like, wait, like I could do that. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. I went to a tryout in Pittsburgh and I and I was I was hooked. The second I, I hit the ropes and took a bump, I was like, oh my God, I want to be a wrestler. And um I actually lied to them because I, I I wasn't actually moving back into Pittsburgh for another three months. And they're like, you start next week. So I had to drive back and forth twice a week from State College to Pittsburgh. Wow. And um keep my that training like a going. Drive? Yeah. And then I actually did it. So after I finished my original training in Pittsburgh, I did like a more advanced training at a different school that was in Cleveland while I was in dental school. So I would go back and forth from Pittsburgh to Cleveland, which like we don't go there, right? That's that's we don't like Cleveland. Not at all. My wife's from Cleveland, no. but I go to Cleveland sometimes, but I don't rep Cleveland at all. <laughs> when I when we have our shows in Cleveland, I wear my my Pittsburgh gear and my Pittsburgh ring jackets to Cleveland. I love they don't it. like it. Yes. Yes. So like with your practicing of like dentistry, like I equate that to like, like the seventies Steelers where like you would have like guys have like second jobs and you know, no one had a really cool job, like a dentist or anything, but you know, there would be construction workers. And I, I just think that's so cool to know that, you know, you didn't give up either dream. Um, and, right. And, and it was hard because people tell you that you have to, like people can be very discouraging and they don't mean to be. And sometimes they do mean to be, but they'll say like, oh, well, you can't do both of those forever. You have to give one up or the other. And I'm the most stubborn human being I know. So anytime someone would say that, I, it would just, you know, G me up a little more like, OK, all right. <laughs> thanks for that. Yes. Us Pittsburghers are pretty. We're petty and we're prideful. Right. That's and it. So- Stubborn sounded like Cam. It sounded just that's who Cam is. Stubborn, and it, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But I think a lot of um, you know a lot of people that are successful in in whatever they do are because you have to be stubborn. You can't take no for an answer. You gotta you gotta keep grinding. Right. Through the good, the bad, the ugly. You have to just you know stick to your guns. 
Okay, so like I was looking at like your YouTubes and like mm -hmm. I'm 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 watching them like okay she's got some moves and then I see your finisher the lockjaw and mm -hmm. like I'm like thinking like in the middle of a pandemic how did she feel about sticking her hand in somebody's mouth? Well, that's that's where the the glove came into play. I had to always put a glove on and it, oh. at, at that time it was like a medical grade glove <laughs> that like the referees use. Um, but yeah, I so I mean, like I stole the the whole concept from Mick Foley oh. with the man oh, and he would use yeah, Mister Side. I you know just kind of added an, another layer to it. The, the submission part is called the Rings of Saturn, and then when putting the actual hand in the mouth is, is just Mick Foley reinvented. Um, but the pandemic period was was rough times. We with you know you had no fans. You were just <laughs> wrestling in front of an empty. At one point, we wrestled in like a warehouse to to just film some content for for TNT, and wow. we had no fan. There was like four people on either side of the ring that were like trainees, and they would cheer and boo, and like it didn't help. <laughs> like you, they they tried, and it's, we can appreciate that. But at the end of the day, everything you do and everything we did hurt so bad. There's no adrenaline. There's nothing, uh, <laughs> nothing pumping you up. You're, you're out of breath. You're dying. You're like, man, this isn't as fun when there's no fans. Yeah. Like the pandemic was hard on us too. Cause like we would have like these night games and you're like, oh yeah, we're all super pumped. You got the lights on and everything. And then nobody's yeah. there. It's a ghost town. Like I always equated to like, I am legend where like, there's nobody around. You're just yeah. going through the city. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And I think like for like, obviously it was, the pandemic was horrible for, for everybody and it, mm -hmm. and just in a different way, it really affects the sports industry a lot because you, you don't realize how much you thrive off the fans and the energy until you don't have them anymore. Yeah. I feel like we like wrestler. I really took that for granted. But Britt, like with AEW and I know Britt Baker, Baker's your real name. Do you think they provided a lot more, um, you know, a lot more creativity, a lot more hands-on for you as opposed to like a WWE. Yeah, and and I'll be honest, when they when they came to me with about AEW and and the new company, I, I was the first female that was signing there, and up until that very moment, I was like tunnel vision for WWE. I didn't yeah. want to think about any other company, but then like they some of the perks that came with it, like I had just graduated dental school, and and they said, you know. But this company, we're not going to be on the road five, six nights a week. You can still be a dentist. Mm -hmm. And like that for me was the was the golden ticket because I just went to school for eight years and, and you know, half a million dollars in student loans. It's, that's hard to stomach that you went through all that to not even spend a second in a dental clinic. <laughs> so um, and I don't you know, I don't need dentistry anymore because I'm you know, I have a great successful job as a yeah. professor, but just that they allow me to still have my my practice, it, which I love because it keeps me very grounded to be in the dental office once a week. But that was just such a cool thing for me. And then also what you say on top of creativity, we have so much say into our characters, into storylines, into ideas. Um, ultimately, everything is is Tony Khan's. He you know checks it off yes or no. But we we have such a open communication with him that I don't think is as present in other companies. Mm. Actually, I know it's not as present in other companies. And it's really, really cool to have a boss in, in this industry that he's just so approachable. And he, he wants everyone to succeed, but he also wants everyone to be having fun. Mm. So it's, that's pretty cool. So like, how is AEW taking over? 
because everybody's always heard of WWE and WCW over the years, WWF before that. Um, what what is making AEW really stand out? Um, I think right. Well, at, the, at first it was just the buzz, like the new kids on the block. This is the first real like rivalry competition against WWE that was on a, a you know a TV channel that everybody has and that everybody can tune in and that had like a really serious financial backing. But now even taking it a step farther, the big stars from WWE have jumped ships and come to AEW. I mean, we have CM Punk, uh, Sting, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, Christian, the list goes on and on. And, and, or uh, John Moxley, who was Dean Ambrose and WWE. So it's, it's cool because this company is doing so well and it's such a, everybody wants to work there because of the environment and the, the light and schedule that, that we're, we're bringing those names over. So now it's even like, it, I think it adds legitimacy to it, that it is something that pe- people want to go. People want to jump. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. Cause like I, I've heard of Dean Ambrose and I've watched them and it's like, how did he yep. not able to keep his name and then move over to AEW? Like that, that, that baffles me. Like, the same person that everybody's going to recognize can't have the same name going to a different company. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of sign your, your life away in a sense if you, if you sign a, sign a certain contract, but his actual, his independent name. So when he did the Indies before he signed with WWE was Mm. John Moxley. Mm. So I think maybe too, in a way it can be like liberating if you were unhappy at WWE and then you can come to AW can be something totally different. If you didn't like character whatever you were there Um, and he's been pretty open about how he was really excited to come to aw and to to have a new change of pace yeah like well and you can go from babyface to heel which you kind of did oh yeah yeah. what do you i mean you can do that heel Heel? 100 gotta be a heel yeah so much more fun um it's it's you kind of get a free pass (laughs) to just be an absolute ass to everybody. It's like the, your social filter that tells you when you're thinking something and, and it's like, okay, yeah, you can think that, don't say it out loud. That's bypass and you can say whatever you want about your opponent because ultimately you want everyone to be mad at you. You have to, it, it is hard at first being comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's not natural. You don't want people to not like you in real life. But then I think that's why I like it so much is because it's so different and it really is like playing a character and it's, it's acting and it's, it's really digging into people's emotions Mm -hmm. and, and seeing like, okay, what's going to really make them mad. What's really going to get under their skin and then like turning it up to a hundred. So it's, it's just something I've never gotten to do before. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun to, to act and play something that you're not. (laughs) So could you make me a heel? Yeah, for sure. He doesn't have that in him. No, I saw him trolling his little brother on the Listen. softball field. Are you kidding me? I know he's got it. Listen, he's too much of a teddy bear. He can't. He he. Once he gets on the field, he's a, he's competitive. But that's that's the best. But, that's man. the best. Trying to heal the one that breaks our hearts when they turn bad, when they turn evil. Those are that. That's Ooh. what would everyone would be on their knees saying, "No, why?" <laughs> so that's the best. Okay, so I guess maybe yeah. he could do it, but I just don't see it in a per- his personality wise. I just don't. He might not be. He might not be very good at it, uh, but we could do uh, it. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Damn, Britt, don't join him on He's that. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> you think you could be a bad guy? Yeah, of course. No. My teammates already hate me as it is. Once we get to camp and stuff, I'm a different person. Are you? I can yeah. see you that. You do get in fights at camp a lot. Wait speaking, of, wait, speaking of that, I have to show you this because I don't uh, even know if you'll be able to see it. 
So this is from 2011 training camp when I went as a fan um, and have pictures of you. Just yeah, like standing against the guardrail taking pictures. Oh, my gosh. Man. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, no swag, man. No swag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, you got me from 95. Oh. <laughs> I literally had to look at that one twice. I was like, wait, 95? My, my uh, rookie year, I was in 95 to start the season, or not to start, for just a uh, training camp. And then I ended up switching to 97. Um, I didn't have to pay anything, right. but. I had to get out of 95. It looked ugly. I knew it. I made sure I never went back to that number. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh. But how cool that's such, such a full cool circle moment that I, like, in 2011 was standing, taking pictures of, of you, and now we're doing a podcast together. It's like, for me, it's a cool thing. Wow, I was not ready for that. That, like, completely threw me <laughs> off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I went to, like, this year – um, I had to fly like right from one of the TV tapings. I went to the last home game mm -hmm. against the Browns in like what two degrees, I yeah. think. And then I also went to Kansas, I went to the Kansas City game too, the playoff game. A lot of people went to the Kansas City game. Sorry, we let y'all yeah. down. <laughs> it, the Kansas City game was so loud. I don't know how you can hear yourself think in that stadium. Oh. Because it's something I've never experienced before, ever, yes. how loud that is. Yes. And you almost think it's like they're like pumping in crowd. But no, everybody's on their feet the entire time, screaming, especially when they do their little tomahawk chop. chop. It's it's insane. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, they're and just the, however, it's like got to be the something with the stadium yes. with how it's it's just way too loud and and i don't understand well we had them at the beginning like we stopped them seven times in a row and then we had the touchdown uh and then the, i think the defense was tired going back on the field for that <laughs> after that and so their offense just got going and defense was busy uh, what'd you say yeah defense was busy i said defense was busy that game very busy yes yeah, I don't talk to anybody after those moments. But it's okay. So, like, we got to it's do it's a new year. So, like, for you guys, though, like, even if you lose a match, is it more just like a play or like, do you really like take it in that, oh, I lost a match? Or is it just like more of, you know, great job of like acting? It's through not that? so. So it's not so much like winning and losing just because of the nature of professional wrestling anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it did I have a bad match? Did I have a good match? Mm. Like you can, I can go out there and, and for that night, like I, I win the match, but if the match sucked or the fans weren't involved or if it was just sloppy and, you know, wasn't, wasn't good, you know, sports entertainment, then that's, that's to me, like, it's like, Oh, knife in the heart. You never want, you never want a match where the fans just don't care and they don't seem invested in yeah. it. And, and sometimes it's not even your fault. Like if they've been sitting through wrestling matches for three or four hours, they, they get tired. You can't mm -hmm. blame them for that. But um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm really hard on myself when I watch stuff back and I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? Like that, that's horrible. That's ugly. Why did I do that? Stuff like well, that. Well, they say I was listening to one of your, uh, your uh, videos and they say you go into mm -hmm. the booth and actually study of like where the camera is going to be and yeah. stuff. Yeah, when, especially um, – so during the pandemic, we had a lot of downtime mm -hmm. uh, because we didn't have the fans there. So 
during one of the TV tapings, I had nothing to do. And I asked if I could go into the truck mm. and like, I saw like where the different camera cuts are and where they go, like just to kind of get a feel of it. Because as a heel, you, I really wanted to add that to something my, my character, my presentation was like playing to the cameras and making these like snarky grins and, you know, faces at the kid, like stuff that really makes people mad. Like, Oh, get her off, get her off. And then, uh, that it's just something that I got really good at because I kept like watching. You got to teach me that. I want to start doing that this year. <laughs> I will. You got to look for the red light. Okay. The camera with the red light is the one that's on. <laughs> okay. So for you, what's your favorite match you've been in? Um, just because of the effect that it had on, on wrestling and women's wrestling in general, I would say I had a lights out yeah. match, um, a no DQ match with Thunder Rosa during the pandemic, which, uh, we got bloodied up and there, it was the first time really, you know, within, I don't even know how many years that there was a girl covered in blood on TV wow. and, and go, take going through ladders, going through tables, thumbtacks. And it kind of like made, made us, we had to level up because if the guys are doing that too, okay, well, I want to do it too. I want to show that I'm, I'm just as, as tough and bad as yeah. they are. And it was it really got a huge reaction because it was also the first ever women's main event mm. for AEW. No, no women had main evented before, um, which of course all the pressure's on. I knew all eyes are going to be on this. And there's always those people that they want something like this to right. fail. Like, Oh, the women are main eventing. This is going to suck. And I, and I'm like, Oh no, we're not having that today. <laughs> but um, just, just everything that came out of that, you know, I, I, there's a shirt. It's so ugly. That just has my bloody face on it. And there's like blood in my eyes and it was a top selling t-shirt. And when they showed me it, I was like, oh my God, that's so ugly. No one's going to buy that. And it was like a top selling t-shirt. I got the first ever, ever women's um, bloody action figure made. Wow. So that's really cool to be a part of history. There's not a single wrestling women's wrestling figure uh, action figure with with blood on it except for oh mine, my gosh. which is really cool i'm the first one wow this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
Okay, so like with the blood and stuff, like do you just are you like are you actually hurt from your matches? Like, can you recall any big injuries that like have come from like those big time matches you've had? Uh, yeah. Well, so in that one specifically, um, I didn't have any major injuries, but just everything hurt like <laughs> horribly. I couldn't. I can barely walk for the next week. But I actually had to go to the dental office the next day and like all across my back and up my arms, I had thumbtack marks. So a couple of my patients saw all these little teeny tiny scabs and they're like, what the hell is that? Like, what is that? that you, that's like a hard conversation to have with your patient. Like, oh, they're thumbtacks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, no, I, I really went through it within the, or a couple of years ago. It, I broke my leg. I broke my wrist. I broke my nose. And I had uh, earlier before that, I had a pretty nasty concussion. Ooh. So there's always something going on. It, it's, you know, it's people say like wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake. Well, no, it's it's not. It's people still get hurt and everything we do does yeah. hurt. Uh, it's just a different form of, of entertainment on top of it, too. Well, Britt, I got a story for you. So I remember before my rookie year, like when I was training to get uh, ready for, you know, the combine, uh, we had the senior bowl coming up and before I got, before I was in the senior bowl, I had torn my, um, my elbow. And so I had to get Tommy John surgery. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm going through surgeries. Like it took a while for me to recover and I couldn't do anything in the senior bowl, but I was bleeding through like a, like a collared shirt and then trying to introduce myself to like all these NFL coaches. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, oh like I was like so embarrassed. I was like, yeah, I want to be on your team, but like I'm kind of bleeding through my shirt right now. <laughs> did they did they play it off or did they acknowledge it? Did they act like they didn't see it or were they like, wait, Yeah, what? they were just like, you do know you're bleeding through your shirt, right? <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I'll see you at the pro day. Can't do anything right now. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of blood to go around. Aww. You know, I'm I'm watching wrestling right now. And we're we're appreciating, but I feel like there's almost been a renaissance of you know women's wrestling. Would you say that? Yeah, it's it's the women's wrestling women's wrestling revolution in a sense. Um, you know, at one point they were the a bathroom break, two minute, three minute match, and it was a kind of a joke, and women weren't taken seriously. And then then if there was a big women's match on the show, it was like a whole special event, a marquee event. But now women main event all the time. Women have, you know, huge title matches on the pay-per-views just like the guys. And obviously there's still a little, but there, there's more men's wrestlers period than women's mm -hmm. wrestlers. So there's far more men's matches than women, but for the women to be in the spotlight and have the, the big angles and the, and the good you know spots on the show, that's all very much changing and it's becoming more of a mm -hmm. norm for, for the equality. And then, you know, just the nature of professional wrestling, you know, some of the guys are, you know, more athletic or they can you know, do crazier things, but the women are right there in their own sense, you know, keeping up with the right. crazy. That, I think that's awesome. Yeah. So what would be your, your dream match going forward? Ooh, I, I feel like I change this every time I get asked, but I like, so when I was training, when I first started training, I studied like every single night at the four horsewomen who are Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and mm -hmm. Becky Lynch. 
And I always said any one of them would be a dream match for me. And I always switch which one and why, but um, maybe right now I'll say Bailey, just because she just, she's, she had a really bad injury right now that she's coming Mm. back from. And I, if if it's anything like me, I, my best was like, I, I, I turned a new page. It was a new Britt Baker. When I came back from my injury, I had a new energy, new everything. And if that's, what's about to come out, out for her, Bailey's got that new, you know, bad B energy. I want her. I want to score up against her because she's it's it's coming. She's going to be even better than oh, before. And she's already dude, great. That's awesome. Bailey, yeah, Bailey, a role model, right? Well, I don't think so. Let's see it. Bring it. Bring it over to my side. Cross over to my side. You know, well, forbidden door, right? Can you walk through it? Mm. I don't know. I can. Can you? Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Can you keep up with the DMV? Oh, I need the DMV again. You got to do the DMV. D. M-D. There you go. There you go. Okay, so now we're going to really grill you then, Britt. You ready? Okay. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. How's the Steelers going to look this year? I'm really excited, honestly, because it's like right. the unknown. As a fan, like you guys are practicing and you know what's going on for us. It's like, so I have to tell you, I am like a diehard Big Ben fan. I love Ben so much. I've There's been like a couple times where I almost got to meet him, and it's like something just didn't happen this way or that way. So I've never gotten to meet Big Ben, but someday I will. I'm such a diehard fan. But at the same time, like – that's my like the steel that's the Steelers team I know like he's been my quarterback pretty much my entire existence of watching Steelers so like him him leaving is sad in a sense but it's exciting too because it's like okay this is something new now and I'm, I'm excited to have a new QB no matter who who do you think gonna it's be, gonna I'm be excited but just um I think it's gonna okay. be Mitch okay what, what do you okay give me some Mitch I stats so. I'm not gonna let you off easy Oh my gosh, I <laughs> I can't I can't give you any. But okay, give me one offensive player um, you gotta look forward to. How about that? One offensive player that? besides Mitch you gotta look forward to this year. Najee. Najee. So Even I love Najee. Um, I'm a big Chase okay. Claypool fan. I love Chase Claypool. Um, but I'm I'm just excited for everything. But I think the the biggest thing for me is just What's this team look like with a new quarterback? Like it's, I don't know. I don't know the Steelers without Big Ben. So for me, it's 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 sad, right. but it's really exciting. So I'm guessing you're just more offense than defense. You're just no <laughs> TJ Watt. Are you kidding? Just me? TJ? No, I'm no, I'm but no. Well, you know, I guess I guess I should probably say I'm a Cam Hayward fan too. I mean, I do have crazy stalker pictures of you <laughs> from 2011 on my. No, no, you're good. I was just giving you a hard time. But, okay, give me a record of how we're going to finish and where you see us going with that. I hate these I hate these questions because I'm always so, so right. far gone. Um, let's do – don't get – let's do eight wins. With eight wins, that means nine more. I know. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather be wrong than overhyped because I'm telling you, what was it two years ago? I thought it was undefeated. Was that that two years ago? It was like 11 and 0. And then, you know how much smack I talked saying, like, oh, we, we, 
That's it. We're winning the Super Every year I say we're winning the Super Bowl. That's well, it. <laughs> well, we have eight wins. I don't Six. think we're, we're getting to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a – do you think it's a what, – what do you think? I think it's at least – no, I'll just give a I'll, – I'll say 12 and 5. Yeah. 12 and 5? I would be thrilled. As a fan, I'd be like – I'd be at the bars – doing shots, like, <laughs> celebrating, like, let's go, here yeah. we go. Lofty goals, but, but I, got, I got to do that. That's my job, you know. I got to handle that and make sure you guys look right or you guys look wrong. <laughs> well, hey, I would love to be proven wrong. I'm I, I'm fueling the fire right now. Prove me wrong. We're going to have more than eight wins? Yeah. I would hope so. I'll take the if over. If not, then I I'll I take win. the over. You won't get <laughs> okay. Brent, I got to say, thank you so much for coming on. We had a blast with you today. You were amazing to talk to. You really shared some insight about you know, you. what wrestling's all about and about you. And we're just appreciative of that. Oh, well, thank you guys. Like I said, this is such a cool thing for me. I'm such a big fan of Steelers and of you. And this just to this all come full circle is really, really cool for me. So I'm happy, happy to thank do it. Thank you so much, Brett. All right, guys, we had another great episode. I have to thank again, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She did an amazing job. Thank you so much for coming on. Hayden, I thought it was pretty good. What'd you think? I enjoyed it, man. Hopefully we're back here at the same time next week. Thanks for joining us here on Not Just Football. See you next time.